morning I'm going to be reading to you from Proverbs 3. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not love, let not love and steadfastness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Amen. Hey, we're in the, we're in the second week of a mini-series we're calling Refresh. And really that, that video bumper kind of captures the essence of what I'm hoping we see take place over about a three-week period. That just, there's just a lot of chaos, right? Ups and downs and changes and informations and we're, our equilibrium's off relationally. We've been isolated and our, our church family really is, is kind of in between these two spectrums. You've got some people over here that they're sick, um, they're nervous, they're scared, they're discouraged, they're depressed, anxiety's running high, and we, we have this on this end. And then over here on this end, we've got people who are just, man, we're fatigued, we're fed up, there, there's a lot of agitation, and then a lot of people in the middle. And so honestly, it's like all of us out there that are pastors, as well as other community leaders, sometimes you feel like you're trying to navigate a group of people through a minefield. As you step once to the left, boom, step once to the right, boom, like everybody's got different opinions, and everybody's got different, you know, all these kinds of things. And so really listening to a lot of conversations over the weeks, it's like, man, we just need to be refreshed. We need to take a breath, people. Just a big, like, step back, kind of reorient ourselves to the truths of God and who he is and what we know about him as we've seen in his word. And so um, we're really rallying uh, this mini-series around three biblical uh, principles that we see in Scripture, um, one, three of many. Uh, one is lamenting, one is trusting, one is loving. So last week, Pastor Josh talked to us about lamenting and how lamenting or grieving loss can help you change your perspective. And so the reality is, over the last five months, we've all like lost ground. There's been losses in our life. Loss of convenience, loss of comfort, loss of predictability, for, you know, job loss, health loss, family loss. There's been deaths. And so there's losses on all sorts of levels that we've all experienced, some more than others. And really, you, you can't you know, if you, understand, if you understand grief and mourning, you typically can't move forward until you've grieved what you've lost. And so last week was a great reminder, like, you got to lament. It's okay to, to, to mourn and to lament what you've lost so that you can move forward and be refreshed. So if you haven't seen that yet or heard that yet, go back, watch, listen to last week. It was, it was really um, good. So next week, we're going to talk about being loving. And really, this, this originates out of the understanding, the, in the observation right now, that a lot of people are really preoccupied and more concerned about being right than they are than being loving. And I tell you what, from a biblical worldview, good luck trying to reinforce that with Scripture, right? Because outside of the theological truths that we want to make sure are right, really, when you understand what it means to be a follower of Christ, you lay down your right to be right, so that others can be loved. 
And so as we listen to really the rhetoric and the angst and the frustration that's been really dominating, whether it's social media, what's going on in our homes, our communities, people are so concerned about being right. Like, hey, here's, here's this link, here's this video, here's this post, here's what this person wrote. You need to read it because it'll show you that I'm right. Instead of going like, time out. What, what does God really want us to do right now? He wants us to love other people well. So we're going to talk about that next week. I think that'll be very important for us. But today, today we get to talk about trusting. Trusting. And this comes back from the understanding that really COVID-19 has called our bluff. Because a lot of us say we trust God. Oh, man, I trust God. I'm going to come to church. I'll sit in my living room. I'm going to, my hands are up. Trust God. I'm going to sing about trusting God. He's so good. He's so faithful. And then I'm going to get on social media and blast people. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and I'm upset about this, and I'm angry about that, and I'm spinning out here, and I'm spinning out there, and I'm crawling into a hole, and I'm going, hmm, I don't know about you, but sometimes like, the expression of trusting God and what we see coming out of our lives doesn't match. There's a disconnect. And so today we want to talk about and really kind of call us back to trusting in God. Because if you want to be refreshed, if you want to take a breath, we have to come back to realizing we have this awesome God who's faithful, who's reliable. Think about the, the lyrics that we just sang. You know, you never fail. I don't have to be afraid. We have this God we can trust. And so COVID-19 has really pulled the rug out from underneath us and made it very evident who or what we trust and who we don't. And so I think today, kind of leaning into today, I think the question I have for you to start this time is, do you feel like you trust God more in your life or trust yourself more in your life? Maybe even trusting other people more in your life. Who are you turning to right now to really feel at peace? Who are you turning to right now when it comes to trust? And I'll give you a, a clue. Whatever you grab first thing in the morning will probably tell you. You're reaching for your favorite news outlet. You look and see what social media is on there, or are you grabbing God's word? Spending some time with the Lord. What's, what's he got to say? What's God's news feed got for you in the morning? You know? And so we're going to rally around that a little bit more right now. I think the one question as we start talking about this is, how do I know? How do I know if I'm trusting in God or myself? Because sometimes we don't know, sometimes we do. So here's just a brief comparison chart. I'm going to ask you to interact with this in a minute. But right now, I just want to look at a sampling. This, this is a sampling that came up with some of our team about some of the observations, outcomes of what happens when we're trusting in God versus trusting in self. So if you're trusting in God, typically uh, you're going to see God's unlimited power and wisdom at work in your life. You're tapping into God's wisdom, God's power. But if you're trusting in yourself, then guess what? Limited human power. Limited human wisdom. That's what you're tapping into. If you're trusting in God, you're going to get God-sized results as you're waiting on Him and walking with Him. Or if you're trusting in yourself, you're going to get human-sized results. Okay? If you're trusting in God, you're going to be fruitful for God and for His kingdom versus fruitless if you're trusting in yourself. If you're trusting in God, that's going to draw you closer to God. But if you're trusting in yourself, it's going to pull you away from God. If you are trusting in God, you're going to actually feel free to surrender control in your life. You don't have to control. But if you're trusting on yourself, then you're going to be consumed with trying to control. You're always going to be trying to control and attempting to control. If you're trusting in God, you're going to be led by faith and by hope. You're going to be a faithful and more hopeful person. If you're trusting in self, you're going to be led more by fear and worry. If you're trusting in God, you're going to have high levels of peace and security. But if you're trusting in yourself, high levels of stress and anxiety in your life. 
If you're trusting in God, you tend to be more long-suffering. You can absorb the wrongs that happen or the, the injustices that take place. But if you're trusting in yourself, you tend to be easily angered and agitated. If you're trusting in God, uh, there's more interpersonal care and compassion. You really care about other people more. But if you're really trusting in yourself, you're going to find yourself more uh, with interpersonal conflict taking place. Trusting in God is going to lead you to be ready for the next challenge. You know, all right, whatever it is. Murder hornets, bring it on. Come on, let's go. All right? Versus feeling fatigued and unmotivated when you're just trusting in yourself. You just hit a wall at a different level when you're trusting in yourself. Trusting in God will let you be more loving and encouraging to other people versus trusting in yourself. You'd be more adversarial and critical of other people. If you're trusting in God, you're going to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. But if you're trusting in yourself, you're going to be depending on the unholy flesh. So this is just a sampling. But here's my question for you. What else? What else tends to be true when we're trusting in God versus trusting in self? So here's what I want to do. If you're home right now, uh, answer that question in your room for about a minute with whoever you're with right now. Like, what else do you see when you're trusting in God and you're trusting in self? If you're sitting here with someone next to someone, you talk about it for a minute with someone next to you. Like, here's what I see when I'm trusting in God. Here's what I think we see when we're trusting in self. If you're by yourself, maybe just jot that down or think about it. So I'm going to give you some seconds to work on that. Ready? Go. Just talk about it. You can murmur. Talk out loud. Volume is good. It's evident. It's evident. When we're trusting in God, it's very evident by what people hear from us, see in our lives, observe what we post. And when we're trusting in ourselves, it's very evident. What people see in our lives, hear what they see posted, all those kinds of things. And so I want us to come back to a passage, a portion of the scriptures that Vivica read earlier. And I want us to come to some very foundational, well-known verses in the Christian faith. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. But we're going to actually look at verses 5 through 8 today. And a lot of these verses are very well known. A lot of you might even have them memorized. But we're going to come back to these verses because they're very important. All right. And as we look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 first, I want you to notice something. There's a pattern. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, there's a pattern. You can look at it if you go back. Here's the pattern. On the odd-numbered verses, you're going to see instruction from God. He's going to tell you what he wants you to do. And then on the even-numbered verses, you will see the benefit of when you apply the instruction. Okay, this is a pattern that you'll see in in Proverbs chapter 3. And so let's look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Here's the instruction. Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Here's the benefit. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So if we trust in him, acknowledge him, then the benefit is he's going to make straight our paths. We see that. Let me break this down this way. When we wholeheartedly trust in God and we put our trust in his word and his spirit and prayer in his people and the Christian community, uh, what happens is we start to seek God. And when we seek God and we seek his ways and we seek his will, rather than trusting in our own emotions and thoughts and opinions and perspectives uh, to navigate life, when we start to put trust in God, he will then make our paths straight. Meaning, he's going to truly lead us and guide us 
with his word, through prayer, through his spirit, and through even circumstances. Now, when we talk about straight paths, I think it's very important. That doesn't mean that when we're trusting God and we're walking things out, that we're not going to have obstacles or potholes or bumps in the road. The straight path doesn't mean it's always going to be an easy path. It just means it's a path that's worth it. Because that path is going to take you down the right way. It's the right path. It's a path that's going to be a fruitful path. It's a path that's going to be a faithful path. It's a path that's going to take you down God's best for you, even though he knows sometimes the best for you is a little bit of hardship to shape you, to build your character, to increase your trust in him. And so we do believe that God does remove obstacles off our path when we're on his path. But he doesn't remove them all, right? Because there's certain lessons you have to learn by overcoming obstacles through the power of God. And so the straight path is the path that leads you to God's will, God's best. And, and what's the reward of walking this path is him. God is the reward. It's not like, oh, I'm going to use God for what I want. God himself is the reward. And so our hearts are full of joy and peace and hope. And, and this path is, is beneficial to us in this life as we are heading home to our eternal home with the Lord one day. And so this is the straight path that God uh, uh, takes us on. Now, being on that straight path means that we're trusting in him or acknowledging him rather than our own thoughts and opinions. And so when we're trusting in the Lord, one of the things he does when we're on the straight path is he keeps us from foolish and damaging detours. The detours that end up causing a lot of harm in our life and harm in the lives of the other people that we love. So on that note, I want you to think about for a second in your life when you were clearly on the wrong path. Like you knew you were on a road you had no business being on. Some of you are like, you want me to pick one? Seriously? Like which one do you want, right? But just think of one. One road that you were on that you had no business being on that road. How'd you get there? You were trusting in yourself, right? You trusted in your own stinking thinking, right? We talk about that sometimes. Your own stinking thinking got you on that path, and somehow you convinced yourself that was going to be a good thing. But in the end, you realized it wasn't a good thing. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make straight your paths. So keep you off the, the damaging detours that we want to go to in our flesh, right? We want to go to those. And so we have to be super intentional about trusting God rather than leaning on our own understanding. Now, I want to talk about the word leaning for a second. Leaning on our own understanding is the Hebrew word she'am. And what it means, it means to put all of your weight onto something. So when I lean on my own understanding, I am putting all my trust, all my weight on the object of whatever, whatever I'm leaning on. So I'm fully putting my weight on the object. So for example, I've got a box right here. Okay. This box is a strong looking box. And, and I think, I think it can hold my weight. And so if I'm going to actually lean on my own understanding, if this box right here represents my own understanding, then I have to put all my weight on this box. So let's see what happens if I do that. Right? What happens? It collapses. Some of you are like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Let's see what happens. This is what happens when we lean on our own understanding. It absolutely collapses. And the more you lean on it, the more it collapses, Right? Here's the thing. Sometimes when we lean on our own understanding, it collapses immediately like this one just did. Like you'll know really fast, I shouldn't have been on that thing. But sometimes, leaning on your own understanding, it will temporarily hold you. 
and it will give you a false sense of security. See, leaning on your own understanding isn't always stepping on it. Oh, this is a bad thing. Sometimes it's like, oh, wait, I'm experiencing success. My, my bank account's bigger. I'm kind of driving some cars I feel really good about. I have a lot of achievements. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And we start to feel really good about everything, and then what happens? Boom, then you collapse. This is what COVID-19 has done for a lot of people, right? Is you were leaning on it, and eventually it got pulled out. But when I came out here for the teaching time, I was on this big old platform up here, and I didn't even think about it. I just, I just stepped right down onto this platform. Why? I just knew I just knew it was going to hold me. Why? Because it's capable. Like, this thing right here, this thing can hold me. Like, we can get up here and do an aerobics class. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of cardio workout up here. So how much more? I mean, if I can put my faith in this big, strong platform, how much more can I put my faith and trust in God? See, a lot of us are experiencing the dynamics and the emotions and the upheaval that we've been going through for the last five months because this is what we've been doing. We've been leaning on our own understanding. Instead of trusting in God. And so we need to call ourselves back to trusting in God. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, time out here. Why can't we lean on our own understanding? Like, God made our minds. He made our hearts. He gave us the ability to to teach, to learn, to uh, acquire information, to make judgment calls. Yes, he did. But we have to go back to understanding the reason that we can't fully trust in our own thoughts and emotions, opinions, and our hearts is because they're contaminated. They're corrupt. And so we know that God made all things perfect at creation, but the first man and first woman departed and disobeyed, and when they did that, sin came flooding in to the human condition. And ever since the first man and first woman, we've all been born with sin nature, a corrupted heart that's contaminated. And what that means is that in our sinfulness, we're untrustworthy. We're flawed. And so our decisions are going to be tainted and influenced by our sinfulness. Uh, We're going to let selfishness and pride try to drive us to make decisions. And so in the weakness of our flesh, we're prone to manipulation, to having ulterior motives, to trying to control. Some of us have too much optimism, which makes us naive and gullible. Some of us have too much pessimism, which makes us cynical, right? We're all vulnerable to the opinions of other. I mean, think about this for a second. Some of us are going, oh, no, I'm not trusting in my own opinion, my own thoughts and feelings. But you're trusting in the thoughts, feelings, and opinions of other humans. Look at this post. Look at this news thing. Look at this video. Look at this. And so now it's got the blind leading the blind. All these people have got to figure it out. Really? Are their hearts not flawed and tainted by sin either? We all are. God's the only trustworthy source. He's the only ultimate trustworthy source. Now, granted, we have people in our lives that, that we can trust them. But look, you pick them, your spouse, your children, your best friend. At some point in time, you hurt each other. You stepped on each other's toes. Something you said or didn't say, did or didn't say, was painful. Why? Because that's just our condition. You're not going to experience that with the Lord. He's constant. He's faithful. And some of you think, I don't know, I can trust my heart. Let's just remember what the Lord said about our hearts. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? We could also add, and who can trust it? And so we have to remember that our hearts are prone to wander, as the old hymn says, right? So we have to be cautious. But God, 
I mean, how much more sense does it make to put our trust in God? Do you want to put your trust in a moving target? Because all of us are moving targets. Our emotions change. Our moods change. Our opinions change. We're shifty little creatures, aren't we? Just we shift. So we're going to put our hope in that, but a God who doesn't shift and doesn't change. We'll talk about that in a second. And so God reminds us, I love this, through the prophet Isaiah, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And we're like, He says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This reminds us that God is trustworthy. And even when we can't understand or see why he allows certain things taking place, He's still in charge. At the end, he's still going to be glorified. He's going to work it to good somehow. He's working it to accomplish his will, and we can trust him. We can trust him. I want to talk about that for a minute. One of the reasons we can trust God and his character is because his character doesn't change. God does not change. We've all experienced a lot of change recently, right? Okay? You need to wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. No, wear a mask. Okay, maybe wear a mask. Wear half a mask. I don't know, you know? You have COVID. Oh, never mind. You don't have COVID. It's a false negative. Well, now it's a false positive. Well, you might have COVID. Well, maybe you have half COVID. I don't know. You're going to go to school. No, you're not going to go to school. Okay, you're going to kind of go to school. And like over and over and over again, we've had so much change over the recent months. Some of us are tired of change. We're like, can we just get some consistency, please, right? We have consistency. It's in the character of God. He's unchangeable. There's a big, fancy theological word for that. It's the word immutable. Immutable is the big fancy theological word that means that God doesn't change. The prefix I am means not mutable to change. Think of mutant or mutate, right? God's immutable. He doesn't change. He's always the same. We can put our trust and hope in him that because everything that changes in the world, he's not going to change. He's the solid foundation that doesn't move. The Westminster Shorter Catechism says it this way. God is a spirit whose being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth are infinite eternal and unchangeable. He doesn't change. And here's what's so cool about this God who doesn't change. He calls us. He invites us to trust in him and to listen to him. He says, I see what's going to happen when you trust in yourself. I see the mess you're going to make when you do this. You don't have to. You can actually come and listen to me. Trust in me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge me. Seek me. Look at, look, look at my ways, right? In all your ways. I'll make, your, I'll make your path straight. God invites us into this because he's unchanging. And when we think about God's unchanging nature, we think about how he even extended that through his son, Jesus, God the Son, who also is unchanging. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is a very important statement because some people question, like, well, is Jesus God? Well, if God is immutable, and that's an attribute of God, and Jesus doesn't change, that means Jesus is immutable, which means Jesus is God. One of the many places we see this in Scripture. And so when you place your faith in Christ, the one who came, who, who died on the cross for our sinfulness in our place, who defeated sin, the sin that taints us, right? And who rose from the grave and defeated death, the two things that are most damaging to us, sin and death. Jesus conquered them. And once we place our faith in him, we're in good hands. 
So if you're a follower of Christ, there's a lot of craziness going out there. But if you're in Christ, guess what? You're in good hands. You can trust him. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be angry. You can trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight or straight your paths. Some of you have been a Christian for a long time, and you've got this on lock. You've memorized it, but here's the problem. You look over your life the last five months, you're not living it. You know it, but you're not living it. We have to get back to not just knowing it, but living it. And I think there's a gift of the next two verses. Because sometimes when we, remember, we, we memorize verses, we don't see the verses before and after, and that's very important. Why does God want you to trust him? Why does God want you to turn from evil and, and take your eyes off yourself and trust him? Because he wants something beautiful for you. Look at what verses 7 and 8 say in Proverbs 3. He says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn from evil. That is our instruction. Verse 8, it will be healing to your flesh. And what's the word? Refreshment to your bones. Why aren't you feeling this healing refreshment? The level of refreshment and healing you're feeling in life is going to depend on how much trust you have in the Lord. More trust, more refreshment and healing. Less trust, less refreshment and healing. And a lot of us are like, please, Lord, fade this up. He's like, you got it. Just keep trusting me. Just keep trusting me. And so he wants this refreshment for us, this healing for us. And so who are you trusting in? If you spin out, if you lose your cool, if you're getting angry easy, if you're getting depressed easy, and all the isolation and all the things that we're all trying to just walk through right now, it means you're probably trusting more in yourself than you are the Lord. And so today, I just wanted to call us back to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, together, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Who's like, more of that, please? <laughs> Absolutely. Here's what I want to do. I want to just give you a couple of reflection questions to digest what we've just talked about. You don't need a lot of God's word and you don't need a lot of preaching to, to see what God might want you to do to make adjustments in your life. And so I just have two reflection questions for you right now that I want you to think about. This is just for you and the Lord. You don't have to respond to someone else. These might be great questions for later with someone you love and trust, but for now, this is just for you and the Lord. Here's a question I have for you. What is seen in your life when you're trusting in yourself? Maybe you can write this down. You can journal it. You can expand on this. And what do people see in my life? What do they hear coming from my life? What do they see me write about, talk about? What do they sense in me when I'm trusting in myself? Just think about that for a second. Digest that. And then the flip side. What do people see in you when you're trusting in God? Like when you're trusting in God and you're not, you know, um, trusting in yourself, what seen, heard, sensed in you and through you from the people around you? Like, like for me, for example, when, when I'm not trusting in the Lord, I'm trusting in myself, um, I get irritable. 
Okay, anyone else kind of go that way, right? I get irritable. And I'm a communicator, which means I like to use words. You connect the dots. So to be in my home, when I'm not trusting in the Lord but trusting in myself, it means my words are going to reflect a biting, negative tone. My, if my wife was sitting here right now, we could be like, amen, brother. I hear that, preach that. Because they've been on the, the receiving end of that. I get irritable. I get agitated. But when I'm trusting in the Lord, there's this bold, confident, unfazed, unfazed, unshakable peace that just settles in. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, I've had multiple conversations over the last month with people that have sounded something like this. Like, they get with me and they express their concerns. And I appreciate the concerns, but if I'm in the moment where I'm really trusting the Lord, they're going to get something that maybe is a little bit weird to them at first. Well, well, well what, if, what, if, what if the government shuts down the church? I'm like, okay. Well, what if they stop you from, from doing this? All right. Well, well, what if they, and all of a sudden it's like, well, what if this freedom and this freedom and this freedom is removed? I'm like, all right, God's still God. And I can trust him. And then I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, do we not know our Christian history? Do we not know what happened for like the first 300 years after Jesus ascended, went to heaven? Like, look, our ancestors are Christians. They lived under the Roman Empire. Nero was the emperor. You know what he did for fun? He dipped Christians in tar, nailed them to a cross along the streets of Rome, and lit them on fire to light the city as human torches. Like, do you know what's going on today, yesterday, tomorrow, to people who know Christ that live in the Middle East, that have converted from another religion? Like, there's people out there right now that if they come to Christ and they want to get baptized, they either have to do it in secret, or they boldly do it in front of their family members, knowing that afterwards their mom or dad might kill them. Christians in, in China right now, meeting in secret. And so I'm going, what loss of freedom? What are you scared of? I'm going, I can take my Bible and go out anywhere right now and read it. I can even read it out loud. And I can pray. I can tell people about Jesus. I can have a life group in my home. I can have a Bible study in the park. What's going on? What am I afraid of? Dude, my God is in control. He's in charge. I can trust him. We need to stop freaking out and trust God. Can we please? God's in charge. Some of you are sitting home right now and you're, you feel like you're in this dark hole. You feel so discouraged. Today, I want you to be reminded that God loves you. He knows you. He's calling you to follow him and trust him. You got to start living. You got to start living with confidence and trust in God and not be afraid and not be angry. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him. He'll make straight your paths. Turn away from evil. Keep your eyes off yourself. There will be refreshment to your bones, it'll be healing to your flesh. That's our God couple response opportunities I want to give you today. Uh, All of you should have this CVC response number. It's been a phenomenal mechanism just to follow up with a lot of the needs that we have online and here. Some of you are like, I do not have this Jesus you're talking about. I don't have this relationship with Christ, but I'm very curious. I want to know more about following Christ. I invite you to text the word Jesus. If you're in this room, you're online, text the word Jesus to our response number, 440 276-5575. We'd love to tell you more about Jesus. Some of you just need to connect. You need to, you need to pray. You need to talk about this. Or you've got questions. 
text connect to that same number. We'll get in touch with you. I want to give you a few resources that will help you take this conversation to a deeper level. So I think that's important. One is I would love to give you daily encouragement for the next week on this topic. And so um, I want to give you a daily verse that will help stir up your trust in God and a little prayer prompt about how to pray after that verse. And so if you text the word trust to our response number, 276 or 440-276-5575, text trust. So starting tomorrow morning through Saturday morning, we're just going to send you a little verse that you can read to start your day and a prayer prompt to pray. And that will just kind of help you stay on you know, track with trying to trust God. Also, each week we're producing a study guide. A study guide can be used for personal devotional, a family devotional. Get it out and talk about it with your family. Maybe your life group is meeting or you have some other Christian friends you can meet with. You can use this. So this week's study guide is all about trusting God. Pull it out. Get it online next to the link to this message or on our website. Also, we want to take this topic and give a little bit more of a dialogue opportunity. So this Thursday night... At 7 p.m., we have our next Real Talk. Real Talk is when we just get some trusted voices, and we go live for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and we talk about it. Well, what happens when we're not trusting God is we're filled with anxiety. So our Real Talk this week is going to be about trusting God and anxiety. So we're going to talk about that at 7 p.m. Thursday. You can show up there. We'll have another conversation, me, Pastor Dean, Siley here, and, and another voice or two on that topic. Also, I just want to say thank you. I have a moment. All these tools that we're bringing you, the, the, this opportunity here on site and, and, and off site online right now, all of this has been happening because of your faithfulness. So thank you. Thank you for faithfully giving here at CVC and praying. Because of your gifts, we're continuing to, to provide great ministry to people. So thank you for that. Uh, keep going. And so if you haven't had your giving moment this week, uh, text your gift, give online, go to the app, drop it in a box somewhere, mail it in. Um, thank you for continuing to help us help others have new life in Christ. What I want to do is just turn a corner. I just want to pray. You stop talking about this and just come to the Lord for a minute and pray. Would you just pray with me on this topic? Lord, we thank you for the reminder today that we can trust you, that you're unchanging, you're immutable. Nothing else in existence is like that. Even the giant mountains erode a tiny bit at a time, daily changing you don't change you remain the same and we can trust you thank you for that Father I pray for those who are online right now watching for those who don't know Christ you give them the courage to follow up what it means to know Jesus God for all my brothers and sisters in Christ here in this room watching online God would you renew our trust in you get our eyes off ourselves Get us out of our own little echo chambers. Help us to stop relying on other humans for truth and direction, but to rely on you ultimately, Father. Renew our trust. And I just want to give you a moment to, to talk to the Lord on your own. I'm just going to give you a few prayer prompts. This is just between you and the Lord. So here in the room, at home, this is just quiet time of prayer between you and God. First, I would say, pray this way. Jesus, I know I can trust you because... Would you just tell the Lord why you know you can trust him? Jesus, I know I can trust you because, and fill in the blank. We constantly are drawn away from trusting God and trusting on ourselves. It's a daily battle. There's times, there's moments, there's decisions we've not been trusting God. Would you just confess that to the Lord? I think it brings his heart joy when he hears us admit and confess 
So would you just confess what you've not been trusting God with? Jesus, I've not been trusting you with, and then fill in the blank of whatever that is. Every day is a new day. Every day is a day to renew our trust in Jesus. Would you ask the Lord to refresh you and your trust in him today? Would you just say, Jesus, refresh my trust in you today for and fill in the blank and lay this before the Lord right now.